right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 181. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Go visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome and Tumblr, PS This Is Awesome.tumblr.com, although we never update that site except for the episodes. Put the episodes on there. If you want to make fun of the trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And don't forget to share the show with your friends and leave comments so it can push us closer to the top so more people can find us and we can uh, build this community a little bit better. I apologize that episode 181 is a week late. It's actually, yeah, it's not technically a week late. Well, I guess it is because it's Saturday. Yeah, we're a little past a week late. No, because they air on Monday, so... Anyways, it doesn't matter. Jake and I are real people. We have regular freaking lives. So we didn't get to it. I think we do deserve a little pat on the back for being as consistent as we have been. Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, this is a labor of love. And uh, we are back, baby. It is 181. You know, every show I talk about our PlayStation trophies, and I wonder how many people actually go look at our trophies. There's been a lot of talk about reviewers, and people in the business, which we aren't, but they uh, kind of keep their trophy lists and their achievements kind of private. So um, people can't call them out on like not finishing games before reviewing them and stuff like that. I thought it was interesting. But uh, Jake, you and I have always been completely open about our trophy lists and how laughable they are because we, we don't usually – they're not always la- – you have a lot of platinums, to be fair. So I'm not trying to discredit you. I don't have a lot. I just have more than you. Well, that's a lot to me, right? It's all perspective, so <laughs> it's it's a lot. Um, but yeah, shit, man. I don't know. If all that out of the way, how you doing? I'm tired. It's to be expected. Pretty much useless from the waist down. But other than that, doing pretty good. Cool. No context needed. Yeah. This is where we cue the ad for like Viagra or something. <laughs> I'm, I kid. No, I just I kid. At the at the track today, it's just first time this year. My freaking knees are killing me. We bo- but yeah, it's fun. Cool. We both got some bike. Beautiful riding. day. Yeah, I went out. I went out on the bike a little bit today. It was nice. I didn't go far. I, I've only got like sixty miles in this year so far, which is like nothing. But I scoot around when I can. But uh. I'd like to get out. Probably more than me, honestly. Yeah. Although I probably put 60 miles on the track today. But yeah. before that, I mean, I haven't really ridden on the road at all. The weather has been kind of spotty. It has, yeah. It's kind of a pain, but. Still early, though. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so early. I, I want to get out, man. I want to get out more and more and more. But uh, we need to go for a ride this summer at some point, somewhere. Yeah, definitely. We should. It'd be fun. All right, man. Well, let's get on with the show since the listeners are just jonesing to hear what we have to say about all the PlayStation news that's been happening. But before we get on with the news, I want to talk about the games we're playing. For the listeners, you know that I've been playing Nino Kuni 2. And here's the problem. There's nine chapters. I've been stuck on chapter nine forever. So I've been trying to steamroll the story because I don't give a shit about all these side quests. I get it. I appreciate them. But I don't want to spend my life doing side quests. This is a kingdom-building game. So I get to Chapter 9, and this isn't a huge spoiler, but you get to Chapter 9, Jake, and you have to, like, forge a sword, right? And when you build your kingdom, you have to do side missions to get citizens for your kingdom. 
and help them. They're like, oh, okay, I'll come to Evermore. You're, you seem like a nice king, and they'll 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 come to Evermore. So those little side missions take quite a while. They're very rinse and repeat, redundant kind of bullshit stuff. So I've been kind of doing them as they come along, just to try to level up faster and make my characters a little more powerful. But I really have been ignoring them a lot. And there's a whole side way of like there's a task mask master in every city, and uh, he gives you tasks. And they seem so stupid and menial, and they don't have anything to do with the game. And then you cash in these tasks for coins. And then the coins you can use to buy favor with the taskmaster, who will tell you then what citizens in that area you can recruit for your for your kingdom. So it's a whole this, this whole fucking side thing that I just didn't want to get involved in, right? The game's pretty long. I've got, I've got like 40 hours in now, and I'm just like, I want to be done with this. I'm in chapter 9. So anyways, i got to forge this sword. So I go to the throne room, we have a big conversation, and the lady's like, it says, my quest literally says, talk to Bracken at the throne room is is my next objective. I talk to her, and then she goes, man, we need to forge a sword, uh, but we can't do it until you level your kingdom up to level three. So I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, okay, well, since I haven't done a lot of this shit, I probably have enough gold coins just to buy it or whatever. Oh, no, you need 50 citizens in your in your fucking thing to level your castle up to three. So now I have to go find 30 citizens because I only had 20. So now I have to go to all these places I had already beaten, go talk to the taskmaster, master, turn in all these stupid menial quest to get gold coins to find other people and then when i find those people they give you another fucking task and then you do a task for them and then they're like okay now i'll join your kingdom 30 of them so check this out i do that and i'm like okay i i just i spent one night just absolutely just grinding this right we had this talk about grinding and like i get it sometimes but i just want to move on with the story like i don't want to spend four hours on the chair till three in the morning talking to fucking citizens to just make it so i can upgrade my kingdom so that i can forge a fucking sword so upgrade the kingdom and then i uh i go to the character and then and then the character goes well in order to upgrade the sword, you now need a level four weapon weapon mastery because uh, like you have an armor place and a weapon place that you build in your in your thing. I have a, like a level two, right? Because I just didn't fucking want to deal with it all. And she's like, "Well, we don't have the equipment yet to upgrade to, to forge this sword. Although you've done everything in the story." To get to this point, you've defeated all the bosses, you've beaten all the bad guys, the weapons you get from the shitty weapon place are never going to be as good as the drops that you get from beating the harder bosses. So, like, I just kind of, like, learned how to beat the bosses and I got my nice weapons that way. But now, it's like, okay, well now, depending on how much shit you've built in your kingdom, you can collect gold from your citizens, like a tax. The game is forcing me to do this kingdom building shit. And I was I got to the last chapter, I think the very last quest. And now it's like you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And all this shit takes so fucking long. And I just want to quit, but I'm so far. I'm in this conundrum. Anyways, I enjoy the game, but I don't like this kind of the shit that it's doing. 
I don't think it honestly probably would have been fine if they had told you from the beginning you have to do this stuff for the end of the game. Yeah, they didn't tell you. That way you could have done it like all the way along as opposed to getting to the end and being like, oh, BT dubs, you got to fucking go back and do every side quest in the game before we'll let you continue. That's what it feels like. Because they're not really side quests at that point. Right. Right. It's like a requirement. And the objective just said, go so, talk to Bracken in the throne room. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm almost there. And then she's like, oh, by the way, you got to level up your kingdom because we're not a big enough kingdom yet for us to even take this. If it was me, I'd just fucking quit. But that's just because Dude, I cannot stand that shit in games. I got the. I, got, I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind the quests themselves. I don't mind even doing them. But when a game doesn't tell you that it's required until the very end and you're like, oh, you mean I'm actually like. 10 hours behind right. because I wasn't doing all this shit all the way through. Right, like I'm mainlining the you story. Fuck off with that. Yeah, just because I want to yeah. get through the story. That's all I want to do. And the, and, and the game is considerably easy. So, like, I'm, like, level 50-something with my characters, and I can beat level 57 bosses. So it's just, like, it allows you to get further than probably what you should be able to. So there there are some scaling issues with Nino Kuni 2, I believe, with how the bosses scale and how difficult they are versus like your level of your characters. But dude, I paid for the game. I'm right at the fucking end. And I found out I haven't played battlefield five. So I have it downloaded. and I really want to try it. And on top of that, dude, I definitely want to get the village. I heard great things about it and I'm probably getting MLB the show 21 for my birthday, which is May 26. So, um, that's it, man. I, I don't know. That's all I got as far as games, but man, uh, I don't know. So I've got nothing to offer on Resident Evil unless you've played it or something, which I doubt you have. No, I haven't played a ton of games this week, and what I have been playing has been Returnal. I beat SteamWorld Dig 2 mm. early in the week, so I got done with that. And then uh, I've been playing Returnal, which I still really like. I think that it's a huge. I think that it's. I still think it's a huge fucking problem that they don't make it so that you can quit the game mid run. I don't even care that the missions are that long. The runs are that long. It's just to me the fact that in order to be able to pause your game and go do and like shut the PlayStation off or whatever, like you shouldn't have to change system settings to prevent like your system from updating overnight and blowing away your run. Like right. that type of stuff. Like to me, it tells me that either a, it's this big fucking cop out. That's unacceptable or B they weren't ready with that portion of the game and they just don't have it patched in yet. But I've got, I'm on the third boss right now. I don't know how many bosses there are or how long the game is. I've been playing it for like 20 hours because there is a game clock. Mm. So it's still really fun. I still really enjoy playing it. It's like a nice kind of like mind-numbing, just run around and shoot things and have – it's like arcadey and fun. And do this new boss that I'm fighting yeah, is straight up like a – like – the whole game is very much like uh, Housemark with like enemies that shoot like patterns of like bullets at you and stuff like that. Yeah. But this boss that I'm fighting now is like, it's like that mixed with, I don't know, some VR game like 
fucking res infinite or something there's like this stage in the boss fight where you're like floating wow and like the boss is way out in front of you and it shoots like patterns at you and you have to like kind of move around and like dodge like to kind of get through the patterns as it's this seems awesome it's really it's really fucking cool but uh yeah i don't know like I don't know how long the game is, but I've been playing it for twenty hours, and I'm on the third boss. So if it's a whole lot longer, like if there's more than like one more boss after this, like I don't know if I'll ever finish it, just because I'm really enjoying it, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like, like I don't know if I want to put like fifty hours into this game. Yeah. So yeah, that's tough. But you know, I do really enjoy it. I. I haven't really been playing a whole lot but that's basically what i've been playing yeah. so nothing really new there yeah i still think horizons or whatever fucking horizon i was listening to something about that earlier but um horizon is a great game but <laughs> i still think that returnal is a great game and i do think it's worth the 70 dollars. i think they just all they need is one little fucking patch that lets you save and exit the fucking game yeah and then the game in my opinion it goes up by like 10% mm. as far as like its playability. So they don't even have to make it easy. I don't know. We don't have to bitch. I have been bitching about it forever, but so that's, that's me. Yeah. Continue. Well, good man. Yeah. I just, man, we'll see what happens with Nino Cooney too. I just, fuck, man, I, I do want to play, by the way, I do want to play the resident evil, but, um, I don't want, to play any other shooters while I'm playing Returnal because the re- the shooting in Returnal is so precise that like the shooting in like I was playing Bio- Bioshock back through Bioshock and yeah. like the shooting in Resident Evil it's very sloppy and wonky and like kind of real and floaty and everything and like I don't want to be bouncing back and forth between those two shooting mechanics because it'll just screw me up. Because Returnal requires so much precision. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, if I play another game, it's got to be like a platformer or something. Like, if I'm still playing Returnal and Ratchet and Clank comes out, I'll bounce back and forth between Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. But, you know, I'm not going to probably play Village until Returnal's done. Yeah, I don't blame you. That makes sense. But I am excited. It's been getting good reviews, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, man, let's talk a little bit about some of the news. We got quite a bit. Uh, it's a big episode for news points um, because we are a little bit late, but we're never a dollar short. Um, but yeah, so thanks for tuning back into the podcast and being uh, faithful and loyal to the show. But news. It has been confirmed, Jake, that the Sony, the one and only Sony, is rolling out variations to the DualSense controller. And variations, I'm only talking about color schemes. So we're getting what they call Cosmic Red. We're getting Midnight Black, which I will add, we've seen this black controller on the original PS5 reveal. It was a black controller, and I'm holding my ground on it. I think they had these controllers, but they didn't release it with the system. Remember the controllers? And then, and like, we had a comment, and someone was like, that's, that's not a black controller, it's a white controller. No, it's, it's definitely a black controller. Anyway, so we're getting black again, and then uh, we also are... Are you sure that was with the PS5? Yeah, dude. Like, actual Sony videos? Because I know there was a bunch of 
promotional, oh, yeah. fake promotional material no, for black PS5s and controllers. It was legit. It was a white PS5, and then they showed the DualSense, and it clearly was black. And people were like, no, it's just the way it's lighted. It's just the shading on it, and the, on the way they filmed it. And I'm like, no, dude, that's a black, that's a black fucking controller. I could be wrong, but... I don't think I am. I knew this controller was coming. Anyways, Jake, if you had to pick one of those colors for a second controller, would you just go with the white again, the original gray, the original white, or would you, are you going red or black? Um, of these two, I like the black one more. Uh, Me too. It's like the PS4 controller, the original. I don't have a problem with the red one, but it doesn't really match anything. So, like, if they had a blue one, I'd be more interested in that because it kind of matches the aesthetic of the console. Yeah. But red, at least as far as PlayStation hardware is concerned, red doesn't really do it for me. The black one's cool um, because it looks like it's got blue accents and everything. You already have two controllers, right? Yeah, I have two of the original white ones. Yeah, just have one. One of them is, like, all the buttons are fucking stuck on it, so I don't ever use it. That's fucking crazy. Well, to be fair, you know, disclaimer, I did spill beer on it, so <laughs> there is that. I thought maybe your and dog I, was licking it or something. No, and but what's weird is that it worked totally fine for like a month, and then all of a sudden the button started sticking. So I don't know if maybe it got inside of it and it didn't quite dry or something, yeah. or maybe I let it sit too long. I want to look up some videos on how to open the controller up and then like clean the whole thing with contact cleaner. And I'm sure that'll fix it. Yeah. I just haven't really gotten around to it. Huh. Fair enough. Well, hey, this is good news because I think this is a game neither you nor I have played. Maybe you have played this one. I don't think so, though. Uh, Hades has recently been rated in Korea for PlayStation 4. And usually when that happens, that means that the game's coming to PlayStation. So... Um, it looks like it's coming to PS4 eventually, so we could probably an, uh, expect a uh, an announcement relatively soon on this, which is good because this game won a million awards, and uh, it would be kind of cool to try this game out. Although I think it's like a roguelike, right? Yes, but I think it's a little bit... I think it's u- pretty unique. I don't know. I don't know a lot about it, but I've heard that it's amazing, and Supergiant is... In my opinion, it's they're like one of the best indie developers, like up there with that game company as far as, you know, indie developers that make games that are just always fucking top notch. Toys for so because they made uh, that game or not that game company, Supergiant. They made Bastion. They made Transistor. They made Pyre, which I didn't play because it was like a sports game and I didn't really care for that. But apparently it was good. It just was kind of out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Hades, which just looks dope. So I'm excited to try it. Yeah, for sure, man. So that's cool news. Uh, Now, Jake, you were we were talking about Returnal earlier here in the show, but you were right about Returnal's lack of the save system. So they a lot of people have been lashing out about this and housemark actually responded and they said that they're working on something but they weren't quite sure how to implement it so this just speaks to what you were saying from the last episode we were like they built this procedurally generated thing and they don't know how to put a safe system in it at this point so it sounds like that that's the fucking case like they can't figure it out or they're trying to you know what's annoying though you know what's really annoying is that there are these there are these rooms that you can find in the game Mm -hmm. called reconstructors 
And if you have all of the resources, which are hard to find, you can pay this reconstructor. And if you die, you will respawn one time at that room. Interesting. So it's like, it's not that they don't have some of that technology already in the game. It's just fucking save like that. Just save it. Save it on your certain. Like I think, I think what they're trying to figure out is that they don't want to save it locally because if they save it locally, cheese it. Then you can spam the save, and you don't have to ever. You just basically disconnect from the internet, and then you can just spam the save and and beat it a lot easier. Whereas like the uh, what a, like some other games like the like Outsiders is doing is that all the save data is saved on their server, so it would require you being connected to the internet, which is a bummer. But they can control how you are doing how you are using your saves, and they won't let you spam it. In my opinion, that's a relatively reasonable compromise. It's like okay, you know, yeah, okay. If you are not connected to the internet, you cannot do this save thing, right? Right. You have to beat your, you have to complete your run. But if you do connect to the internet, your save state will upload, and you can shut the game down or whatever and come back, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I think there are ways that they could do it. I'm curious what they're going to come up with. Well, because for- I'm sure they're probably having a conflict internally too about whether or not they should make the game easier to make it more accessible. So, because mm. in all fairness, I mean, I'm getting pretty good at it, but the game is still pretty fucking hard. A lot of people are saying the game gets easier after the second boss. It does. It does. But, I mean, that doesn't, you know, they, and, and I, I don't think I talked about this yet because it's been a week, but one of the things I was bitching about because the last time we played it, I'd only got to like the first boss or whatever. Yeah. Because I actually, I think we recorded on Sunday and I got it on Saturday. So I'd only played it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you were saying that if you had any more trouble on the first boss, you might fucking quit playing the game. So yeah, so I beat the game, or I beat the boss, I'm sorry, by like, basically you just use strategy to kind of get all the resources to kind of give you an edge when you get to the boss. Now that doesn't mean the thing that kind of sucks is that you may come into a procedurally generated room with like some really fucking nasty monsters in it and it fucks your plan up. But generally you just kind of go until you kind of strategize a little bit, but they do make it in the game to where you can. So there's biospheres. There's like the first biosphere is like this jungle wooded dark wooded area then you get to the main boss you beat that you get this key then you go to this like desert area and you do like the desert area and then you beat that boss and then you go to this cathedral area and then you do that whole thing and you do that boss once you beat those first two bosses you can it's not necessarily a quick travel you have to find the room but you can relatively quickly just jump to those new worlds yeah right so and 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 when you jump to the new world, right at the beginning when you go to the new world, they give you one of those proficiency upgrades that immediately upgrades your weapon level to kind of match the for that world. So, like, all the weapons you pick up from now on are going to be better and more, like, pro- appropriate for that world. So, they, they do have some some things in there as far as, like, when you go to new areas to be able to kind of jump quickly back to where you were previously at and you don't have to like play the first biosphere then play the second biosphere then play the third biosphere you can like 
kind of jump from the first one to the second one or from the first one to the third one. Now there are kind of trade-offs to jumping ahead too quickly and not kind of sticking around a little bit to give yourself some resources and then move on. But um, yeah. And I think if it wasn't for that, it would be unplayable, but the fact that they make it so that you can kind of, you can do it is uh, it's definitely a nice feature. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice to hear. I, I'm still. I'm gonna wait a little bit longer on that one. I, I'm more interested in Resident Evil, I think, than Returnal at this point. But I think for you personally, Resident Evil would be a better purchase. Yeah, I think so. I do think that at some point you should try Returnal, but I do think for you personally, Resident Evil is a better purchase. All right, I'll, I'll take that to the bank. Hey. uh... Last month, remember when Sony decided they were going to not cancel the PS Vita storefront? Well, uh, as most of us guessed, they're still guillotining the opportunity for new Vita games to be created. So the store's going to stay up, but the games are going to stop being produced, which kind of sucks. That's not really surprising, though. But it's confirmed now. Yeah, it just allows them to be able to kind of pull the trigger whenever they need to. I mean, it just makes it more complicated whenever you got new, more and more games coming on the store. I'm assuming at some point, maybe even at the end of this, I'm guessing like tor- before the end of this year, they're going to come out and be like, look, we're still going to close the fucking store, but you've got like a year. Yeah. And they'll give you till like the end of 2022 or something like that. And then after that, it's like, fuck you and your Vita. Yeah. But at least it's not just shutting down in a month. Yeah, I mean, that's that's way better. I don't know. I still think it's so weird that they were just so blind to how much people wanted that to stay open. But uh, I don't know. It's just so weird. That was such a bad decision to even attempt to close it. Like, I, I mean, I don't know their logistics or anything, but I mean, I don't know. We, we've taught, we've dedicated a whole episode to that already. But, I mean, it's just so weird to me. All right, well, hey, uh, there was an article on Push Square about Sony facing a class action lawsuit regarding them operating a monopoly on digital games on the PSN. And this lawsuit levies that Sony's monopoly allows it to change supra-competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. So it's essentially arguing that consumers could end up paying up to 175% more than physical games to download the games. And they're saying that Sony is running a monopoly because they quit selling digital download cards at retailers. And retailers are pissed about that. That's what the retailers are actually pissed off about. I would argue that you're going to get games way cheaper on the PSN than you would a physical copy. Only because they do all these sales all the time. So there are some games, like if you're talking about the Vita store specifically... Games are never and have never been on sale on the Vita store. Yeah. I mean, way back when, like three or four years ago, they had sales on Vita games. But in the past couple of years, like there's no fucking reason why I should still have to pay 
you know, $40 for some of these Vita games that have been out for like seven years. I mean, that's like, that's like Nintendo shit where, you know, Breath of the Wild is still full price, even though it came out five years ago. And they are running Monopoly on, I guess, some of that. But I mean, but like, but the problem is, is that like, why is this not being also leveled, leveled against Microsoft? You know what I mean? Like Microsoft is the same. It's the same thing with them. Can't you, as far as the Xbox store, you can't buy like download points or whatever. Oh, I'm sure you probably can. You might be able to, right? But it's like, so it's a monopoly because you like, I mean, it's a dumb argument. the, The retailer still has to pay Sony for that download code. Like it's not, like I don't understand. I I really don't understand what's going on here because it's just what's big going box on basically is being worried that like digital is going to take over. You know. Yeah, and it's going to. Right. It's them just trying I to. I mean, slow it already it down. has in the PC space. Like like fucking ten years ago, it started yeah. in the PC space. That, hence the word it's, digital. I mean, why would you sell digital download codes at a store when you could just have access to the store at home? Like just download it off the fucking store. Like unless I, don't, I, I mean, I don't see these re- t- retailers fucking filing a class action lawsuit against Steam because that's true. Everybody sells their games digitally on Steam, and you can't. And I, I mean, I guess yeah, they could argue that like, oh, there's the Epic Game Store, and oh, there's fucking Origin and shit like that. But it's like, no, everyone plays on Steam. Those other s- platforms literally don't matter. The only one that's even close is the Epic Game Store, and that's only because they happen to have some decent IP that are locked on that platform. It's weird. So, it's a weird freaking thing to file a class action lawsuit against Sony about, I think. It's such it's like people just just I don't know. You know, they're just let it go. They're in the fucking coffin, go. they're buried alive, there's six feet of dirt on them, but they keep scratching. Like you're not I, getting my, out. <laughs> it's gonna happen, dude. Like if if we go to all digital and Sony leaves game prices super high and doesn't like put things on sale and stuff like that, that and everything stays super high forever, then we can talk about fucking monopolization and lack class action lawsuits and all this kind of shit. But the idea that like, oh, this is all predicated on the fact that I can no longer sell digital download codes at my retail store, it's it's nonsensical. I mean, you're already like Sony has to get paid for that. I think a bigger regardless. Yeah, dude. Do you think that maybe reading between the lines that maybe what the real issue is is that they can't compete with the PSN prices, so they're using this backhandedly to make it seem like Sony, you know, because honestly, like because. Let's say Nino Kuni two at freaking Walmart is like forty five dollars, fifty dollars or something, but you can bet get it on the store pretty much any day of the week for ten bucks. So like that store can't lower the price because they've already purchased the games. They can't take the hit on these. And they're like, Well I well if you guys want to buy it for ten dollars on the store, at least come give us ten dollars for the card to download the code on you know, to transfer the funds to your wallet in the store it might be yeah some of that. i mean it's literally literally i mean i don't know there could be a lot more to this than i understand but to me it literally just seems like them trying to slow the inevitable the inevitable right Time's they're, cruel they're, slaughter 
they're pushing they're pushing back against this fucking boulder that is going to crush them eventually but for now they're still in the game and they want to stay in the game as long as possible and i guess you can't fall so, at that point we're all we're all trying to stay in this game as long as possible we're all going to get i guess the only thing point. the only thing that's different about seam and pc is that like anyone can make a storefront if they want like gamestop could make a storefront if they want for pc mm-hmm. but on playstation and on xbox there's no epic game store on playstation right, right there's right, no right. you know origin on playstation there's only the playstation store and every single one of those games gets gets a sony gets a cut of it yeah so i guess i kind of get it but at the same time it's like i mean just let it go yeah all right well let's move on to the next bullet point here jake uh gabe newell who is the head of valve this according to Push Square indicates that by the end of 2021, there's a good chance that PS4 and PS5 are going to be getting announcements from games from their studio. So that's interesting. That's cool. There hasn't really been any Valve games on PlayStation since I think CS:GO came to PS3. I've got a couple um, theories. Go ahead, though. I don't think. The PSVR is powerful enough to do Half-Life Alex, but if it is, that would be the most exciting announcement because that's something that would actually get me to get my PSVR unit out because I love Half-Life. Would it be enough to encourage you to buy a PSVR 2 if it was only available on that? Uh, maybe. I mean, I like I said, I love Half-Life 2. It's like, honestly, Half-Life 2 is one of my favorite games Dude, of all time. They can, so, they can use this as a VR2 headset seller, for sure. If it, if Half-Life Alex is, is announced for VR2 and it's got inside-out tracking and shit, dude, this would be bonkered news. And I think that's probably what's going to happen because they're saying 2020, uh, what, what do I say, End of 2021, we might get an announcement for a non-VR game, but I'm thinking 2022, I think the VR headset drops. First, VR PlayStation VR 2 comes out first or second quarter, 2022, we get Half-Life Alex. And we got more news on PSVR 2 because we got some stuff on it here we'll get into in a second. But I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think I think that, that is what's going to happen. And Blood and Truth. I mean, that would Blood be that too. would be that would be the big thing worth being excited about. I mean, it's possible that they may say like, "Hey, we're just releasing all of our games on fucking PlayStation, so you'll get you know Half Life, and all the shit that comes with it. You'll get Half Life Two. You'll get the expansions. You'll get you know, maybe you'll get uh, 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 Team Fortress." Like some shit like that, you know. It's possible that maybe it's just that it could be just porting of their games, but if it's something that they really think we're going to be, or if they're saying it's something it's that we'll really be excited about, then I would agree with you. Then the only thing that I think that is worth being like incredibly excited about is if Half Life Alex is coming over. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, man, yes. it'd be amazing. That'd be so cool. I think I'd get a headset. A new headset for that, for sure. Yeah, it depends on the price point, right? If it's like a, yeah. if it's like eight hundred dollars or a thousand bucks or something, I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know if I can do it. But all right, let's move forward a little bit more. Next bullet point: 
you guys know that I like the division. Division's a good game. I like the division one and the division two. Well, the division is getting a free to play game called the Division Heartland. It's being developed by Ubisoft. And they indicate the game. Oh, hold on. It says, wait, it's being developed by Red Storm and get a 2021 20, 20. I don't know what my notes here. I might be wrong on one of these. It's it's either one or the other. It's being probably published by Ubisoft. Developed by Red Storm. Let's see a 2021-2022 release date on console. Free-to-play division game, Jake. How do you feel about that? Um, If it's this, if it's the same game but the UI is better, I'll play it. It's fucking free. It's a division, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see what it's going to be. If it's called Heartland, I'm guessing it's going to take place in like the Midwest or something. That actually would be really cool. I think it would be really cool like to open, have like a di- like a division game in like the fucking wilderness. Yeah, it might be more like that, and I think that would be a cool idea. Different, a definitely <clears throat> different take on the game, but the same canon environment would be kind of cool. Anyways, I'm excited to see what that's all about. Now let's talk about the VR, man, the VR headset. So UploadVR.com has revealed some insider information regarding the anticipated PSVR 2 headset, and it's piqued my interest, Jake. Apparently, there are some solid sources. They notified UploadVR and uh, about this, and this is directly from their website. Um, the details on the new PlayStation headset, uh, VR headset is, is it, Includes a resolution of 4,000 by 2040 pixels, which is 2,000 by 2040 per eye. A lens separation adjustment dial, which is kind of cool because people wearing glasses. Uh, wait, that's not. It probably means what? I don't know. What does? What's a lens separation? At first, I was thinking like if you can't probably wear glasses, this way. you're probably left and right, right? To change your probably shit. for people like me Wait. who have a narrow bridge, and so typical glasses and like the VR shit, like the lenses are too far kind of apart, with which makes it hard to focus. Yeah. So, all right, that's nice. That's and then it's going to have. Yeah. First, I was just thinking like I'll never let Paul Dean put my headset on because he has his big fucking glasses. And it'll just scratch mm. my lenses. I was like, man, if they have like some sort of weird buffer thing that you can like just hit a button and then it's like okay you can wear glasses and use vr now without scratching the lenses all right anyways um it's gonna have gaze tracking capable of uh foveated render field of view i'm guessing rendering what is that what's foveated rendering do you know what that is because it's straight from their site i don't know what that means could couldn't even begin to tell you. Okay, and then a motor in the headset can be used by developers to give direct haptic feedback (laughs) <laughs> on your skull, dude. Fucking vibrating your brain yeah, while you're... So you're going to have like the 3D sound. You're going to have this fucking one-wire headset to the USB uh, uh, input on the front of the PS5. You're going to have inside-out... Oh, oh, this is cool. Foveated, foveated rendering what is... is it? It's a technique where they use an eye tracker to see where you're looking to optimize the rendering where you're looking and basically downplay the rendering where you're not looking that makes even sense. inside of the headset. That's awesome. So like if you're facing and you move your eyes, this is my interpretation. If you're facing one way, you don't move your head, but you just move your eyes. It's going to know. It'll limit the rendering in the portion of the vision that you're not actually looking, focusing on. Which makes sense. Which is really wild. It's like what they do in current video games when your back's facing the world. There's actually nothing there. It's the illusion that there's shit behind your character, right? And as you, but I'm guessing what this is going to be is like 
blur. You know, because if you if you imagine, you know, you're you're looking out your fucking front window sure. at the street and you're focusing on your car. Everything else around your car is just kind of blurry because you're focusing on your car, but you you still are peripherally seeing everything. And your brain's interpreting everything, but it doesn't need to see it, right? That's how magicians so think, get away with tricks. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. So, like, you don't have to – like, it's not a thing about, you know, if you rotate your head, everything behind you disappears. It's like right. in your field of view, things are rendered better or worse depending on where your eyes are pointed. Yeah. It's not that it's not getting rendered. It's just getting rendered better where you're directing your eyes, which is awesome if that works. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, very cool, man. So that's all the news that I really wanted to touch on. Was there any news that I didn't touch on, Jake, that you felt like maybe we should talk about? I'll be honest with you. I've been busy. I haven't even fucking looked at a single piece of video game news in the past week. Well, then I think I covered it. I think we got it all, folks. Um, New games. Uh, all these are out already. So, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends came out on May 10th, PS5, that, PS4. That game looks cool. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Uh, May 13th, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Wrath of the Druids, PS5, PS4. I'm guessing that's expansion for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. May 14th, which was, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it was a few days ago for Jake and I, two days ago, rather. Yet one day ago. Say the 15th or 16th. Yesterday. It was yesterday, Friday. Yeah. I'm all screwed up because I took the day off work yesterday. Um, uh, we got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition on PS4. So that has dropped. And then we also got that uh, Subnautica Below Zero PS5 and PS4. So I don't know, man. That's it. That's cool. Yeah, not a whole lot as far as new games, dude. I mean, Mass Effect is huge. And I think uh, that Robin Hood game is going to be pretty decent. Dude, hold on a second. You're cutting out. Up. Oh, yeah. You there? All right. You said Mass Effect is huge, but what? I think that Robin Hood game is going to be relatively, you know, decent. But in, you know, Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla, whatever. But and that Subnautica Below Zero game looks pretty legit. Actually, I think all the games that you that you said pretty much seem really pretty legit. And it would be exciting for a specific group of people. Yeah, I don't think they look like bad games. There's just not a lot of them, which is fine. Mm. You can take quality over quantity any day of the week. Um, episode, this is 181. Did we already do this sign-off that I have on here or no? Mm. I think we have. I think we've already done this one. Because I remember I saying know. the puppeteer... Um, well, well there, we gotta we gotta work on the fly, things, fly now. There are things that we have used, fucking like five times. So I wouldn't worry about if one of well, these we gotta, things is a. Reason. We gotta do. We're on Q now for our sign off. So I hope you have some games again with letter Q, just in your back pocket. Ready? I mean, other. I think than this Q-Bert. is it for the show. By the way, do, I mean, do, yeah. Do you have? To, I was gonna use that one. Do you have? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Isn't a quantum? There's a game called Quantum. Quantum Break quantum is break. another one, but that's an Xbox exclusive. Okay, we can't use that. Uh, right now, the listeners are like, dude, they're yelling at their at their whatever they're listening to the show on. Dude, isn't that blah blah, blah game? Qu- uh, quick, quick, quick draw McGraw. Quick, uh, quick, quack, quack. A 
a quack in time. Ratchet and Clank, a quack in time. No, it's a crack in time. Uh, it's probably like a quiz one, right? Like quizzical or something, like quizzle. I bet you there's a game called like quizzle. Uh, there are really no... There's like... Of all time, there are very few games that start with Q, and most of them are Quake. So, and Quake is not a PlayStation pl- game, although Quake 3 was on PS2, technically. So, well, let's start with that. So, like Quake 3, Qbert, and, and, Culeon Evolve. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. P.S. This is PS, awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> Came out December 7th, 2010 on um, PS3. Perfect.